Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Well, as you know, uh, David Soul passed away a few days ago. Yes, the actor and singer died. So we're going to go through the lyrics of his very famous song, Silver Lady. Now, the reason why we're going through this song is because it gives us some wonderful phrasal verbs and idioms to look at. It's a lovely song, and you can easily find it on YouTube, Silver Lady by David Soul. Now, to get us started, let's just clarify exactly what a silver lady is. So, on some very expensive cars, especially in the 60s, 70s, and the 80s, on the front of the car, actually on the bonnet, that's the lid of the engine, because those cars had their engines in the front, there used to be a little insignia on very expensive cars. Sometimes it said... Uh, things like RR for Rolls Royce. Uh, I think other ones were like little men or women. So it was like a little figure and it sat right in the front of the car, above the lights, right in the middle at the front. So you could you could see it very clearly. And it was just a nice little figure. It also could disappear. You could push it inside the car so it didn't get damaged because some people would walk by and break it if they thought your car was too expensive. I think Rolls-Royce had uh, this on their cars, but it's basically like a little figure of a man or a woman. And it used to sit quite prominently on the car. Well, in American English, there was one of a lady, and she was referred to as the silver lady. So that's probably where the term came from. But in American English, silver lady was simply a term of affection for a woman. Because silver, of course, is worth a lot of money. And so a silver lady would be one that would be very uh, very valuable for someone, a silver lady. Now, <clears throat> this song was released in the 1970s. So, of course, we don't usually use terms like that anymore, like silver lady. Uh, it might come back. I mean, these kind of terms tend to go in full circle, meaning that they vanish for a while, then they reappear thanks to an old movie. So we're going to go through the lyrics of this song called Silver Lady. There's some lovely phrasal verbs and idioms that David teaches us in this song. Uh, so let's start to go through it. Um, so he says in his first verse that he's tired of drifting, searching, shifting from town to town. So he's obviously moving around if he's drifting, searching, and shifting. And then he says, Every time I slip and slide a little farther down. Now, farther down is a reference there to 
being on a downward slide. So he doesn't feel he's going up anywhere. He's certainly going down. Um, of course, drifting, searching, shifting. Um, he's moving around a lot there. Drifting is when you go from place to place. Searching, you know, <laughs> if you're searching for a place to live. <clears throat> and shifting is when you shift yourself from one place to another. And then he talks directly to the woman. He says, I can't blame you if you won't take me back. Now, of course, to blame someone is to put responsibility on them. But we often use it uh, where we're assuring someone that we don't blame them. For example, if someone came to me and said that they're moving apartments, I might say, well, I don't blame you because where you're living right now doesn't sound very nice. <clears throat> uh, that's one example. Or if someone says um, that they have a plan, for example, to uh, get a new job with more money, I might say, oh, great, I don't blame you at all for that. It means that uh, it's not your problem. You're not doing it because you want to. Maybe you're doing it because someone else or a circumstance is forcing you to do that thing. Uh, let me just give you some other examples. It's kind of an affirmation, okay, um, to express understanding and empathy towards someone's decision, saying, look, it's not your fault, okay? So after hearing about the heavy traffic, I don't blame you for being late. Considering how cold it is outside, I don't blame you for not wanting to go out. Given how expensive that restaurant actually is, I don't blame you for wanting to eat somewhere else. After the way the boss has treated you, I don't blame you for leaving. So there we are. I don't blame you. So David's telling us um, his story, getting back to our lyrics, and he says to the woman, I can't blame you if you won't take me back, okay? So he's obviously trying to go back to her and she's basically saying no. And he's saying, well, I don't blame you if that's the case. I don't blame you at all. Um, and then he's saying, after everything I put you through, so when you put someone through something, it means that you gave them a bad experience. So if you think, for example, putting someone through a machine that hurts them, it's the same kind of thing. You put them through an experience which hurts them. Uh, and then he says, but honey, which, as you know, is a term of endearment all around the world. Honey, you're my last hope. And who else can I turn to? It means who else can I go to? To turn to is another expression. Uh, when we turn to people for help, we turn to people for support. Now let's just quickly go through those again. So he says, tired of drifting, searching, shifting from town to town. Every time I slip and slide. So imagine you're walking on ice. It's very easy to slip and slide. A little farther down, 
And then he says, I can't blame you if you won't take me back. So he's just affirming her, trying to be nice. And everything I put you through. And then he says, but honey, you're my last hope. And who else can I turn to? Who else do I have? So, yeah, that's David's plea. That's his uh, melody towards this woman. Many people say that uh, he wrote this uh, for his wife because he, of course, had some personal problems which were very well publicized in the media. But I don't think that's the case, firstly, because he didn't write this song. It was written by two British men. Um, it may be that he empathized with it because of the problems he was having with his wife. The media speculated that perhaps he was trying to persuade her to take him back, as he's saying in the song here. I don't know. And then he says, uh, come on, silver lady, take my word. So that just means take my promise. You know, in British English, if you want to assure someone that you're telling the truth, you can say, take my word. It's true. That really happened last night. And there's variations of that, such as take me at my word. And then he says, I won't run out on you again. Believe me. So I won't leave you again. And then he mentions some kind of uh, understanding that he's reached. He says, oh, I've seen the light. So he, he basically says, now I understand. He says, it's just one more night without you. And the other lyrics of this verse are quite clear. He says, here I am a million miles away from home. That's just, of course, a metaphor to refer to the fact that he's far away. He says, the Indiana wind and rain cut through me. If something cuts through you, it's very powerful, and you really feel it, you know, when the cold cuts into you. And then he says that he's lost and alone. Oh, interesting. Men don't usually use such phrases. And then he says that he's chilled to the bone. That just means it's hurting him very, very deeply, emotionally chilled to the bone. Actually, there's another song that uses those lyrics. That's um, Heart Singing Alone. Do you remember she says that she hears the ticking of the clock as she's lying there, and then she says, it chills me to the bone. How do I get you alone? So something very similar with uh, Heart singing alone that was with Anne Wilson yes nice song that anyway so David tells us that he's lost and alone he's chilled to the bone silver lady okay and we won't do all the verses because we don't have time but let's just do one more so then he says double talkers and backstreet walkers so a double talker is somebody who doesn't tell the truth Okay, if you double talk, you say one thing to one person and tell the opposite to the next person, you know. It's kind of an American phrase. In British English, I think we would refer to them as just dishonest people. <clears throat> so um, double talkers and backstreet walkers, 
in every town, so that just means in every place. City motels, those are motels of ill repute, those motels with bad reputations, where uh, people who are not um, um, doing good things might be. Uh, and he says, no star hotels. Well, that's a reference there to, of course, to one star, two star, three star. And then he says, still I had to learn that the one shining thing in my life was the sweet love I had with you. Oh, that's nice, isn't it, that he said such a thing. And then he says, uh, and honey, you're my last hope. Who else can I turn to? And then, of course, he repeats the chorus, which is, take my word, I've seen the light and everything else. There's only one verse left if we leave out the chorus, so we'll just quickly go through it. Um, Can't you find it in you to forgive me? So we often say that if we want someone to behave in a certain way, uh, can't you find it in you to forgive me? Can't you find it in you to um, uh, forgive that particular person? I think we always use that with forgiveness. Maybe we might also say, can't you find it in you to tell the truth? It's very moral. Because here I am a million miles away from home. Uh, the Indiana wind and rain cut through me. I'm lost and alone, chilled to the bone, silver lady. And there we are. So uh, just to go over a few of the things we've learned there. So a slip and slide, we do that on ice. It means we're not walking properly. I don't blame you when we affirm someone in their decision to get away from a bad situation. It's not their fault. Uh, and then... Uh, everything I put you through. So I made the reference to the machine, putting you through a machine. And then he says, who else can I turn to? Uh, turn to, in this case, of course, he's referring to turning to a particular person for salvation or hope. I've seen the light is another one of these references uh, to getting a sudden revelation of truth or understanding of a situation. I've seen the light. I think that's an old gospel song, isn't it? I've seen the light. Uh, it reminds me of that Moby song. Uh, remember the one with the lyrics, it feels so alone with the gospel choir in the background. Um, so, and then he says, chilled to the bone. We spoke about that. City motels and no star hotels. Yeah, there we are. So that's David Soul's song. Plenty of phrasal verbs and things to work with there. Well, this is Sunday. Whatever you're doing today, I hope you have a wonderful day. It's freezing here in the UK. The temperature is minus something. I don't quite know what it is, but it's... Uh, I think minus three or minus four. It was minus two last night, so it'll probably warm up a bit if the if the sun starts to shine. So whatever you're doing, have a lovely day, and I'll see you all again soon. Bye.